If a man is called to be a sweeps, street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as a Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. Hello and welcome to episode 382, a Mad Man Pod episode. That was a little quote by Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, we're doing Mad Man Pod today. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we're going to do it today. This is the second run. We got all the way to the end. And my internet, for some reason, went out. And apparently, when your internet goes out, you lose anything you record. So I lost the whole recording, so I have to redo it. It was a little rough, so maybe it'll be better this time. Or it could be worse, because my throat's getting raspier. We'll see. See what happens. Uh, next week, we may not have a Mad Manipod Monday, unless I pre-record it the day or two before it. Because we are going to be seeing our MS specialist, and that's an all-day event. So, won't be getting an episode out next week unless I pre-record it. So, we'll see what happens. And take a swig to get ready for this. Take a drink of whatever you have to get yourself ready. Open up your book to page 304. So we can hopefully do this. And there is good news. News. We did talk to Art Baltazar at the Milwaukee Comic Convention at Mighty Con. And got his permission to read uh, yeah, po- comics on our podcast. So we may have that coming out in the future. I also am going to be playing with the beta trial video thing through my podcaster company, Anchor. And Spotify, and I also have a few video segments planned already as far as unboxing episodes with medical devices and unboxing episodes with comic-related stuff and stuff that I got from artists and all that. Uh, And I talked my wife into possibly doing a very interesting, unique podcast with me if I if we can do it, and we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't want to give the information away because it's something unique, and someone will steal my idea and do it themselves. And I think it's going to be awesome because no one else is doing anything like it out there. So hopefully, we could make it work out, and I can get her to do it with me. We'll see what happens, but. We'll be playing around with stuff the next couple of weeks just to see how it looks and how it works, and then we'll go from there. So, all right, let's start reading page 304. Redoing this a second time, which I'm fine with. I love these stories, but I just, after doing all, this segment has a lot of different people. So, there's a lot of different voices I got to play around with. So, that's why my throat is already somewhat cached. <coughs> Get it cleared out a little bit, ready to go. All right. The day's mood really turned sour on Poacher's Hill 
when we met up with Mike Mattress and Dean Crept, Joe's bosses. Crept is sort of quiet. I hate Mattress. <laughs> hey, Joe. Looks like you brought along your pet Gimp. Oh, great. Man, I hate him. I know it's bad to hate, but he's a big smelly jerk. He thinks he's funny, but he's snot. <laughs> I heard Joe's dad, Mr. Lombard, say that once. Why do you always have to be so mean to Frank? Off your toes, babe. Let's grip that sense of humor, okay? Maybe it's not funny, Mike. Be kind or I'm walking. Sadie, honey. Sweetie, I gotcha. Sorry, pal. Hi. Meet the new Mike Mattress. Nice guy, private eye. Forgive me. Yeah, right. Check him out, Dean. I don't think he believes I'm sincere. He won't shake my hand. Maybe he's afraid of a joy buzzer or something. I wouldn't put it past you, Mattress. Oops. Caught me, hey. I just want to keep things loose. That does it. We're leaving. No. Come on, don't leave. Wait. I'm sure Mike would like to apologize. Wouldn't you, Mike? Okay, okay. For real this time. Put her there. I like his girlfriend, Sadie Shelley. She's nice. Now, this is better. As they shake hands and all of a sudden Frank sees demons everywhere popping up. Just surrounding them. All kinds of bad images. What, what, what are you? You're full of evil. You need to learn how to relax, pal. I didn't do nothing. Honest, Sadie, I didn't do nothing. He's faking it. What happened? Did you get one of your premonitions? How can you work for those guys? They're rotten. I get the most horrible vibes vibes from them. I know, but the pay is amazing, and I hardly ever see them. They're almost always out on a case. Is he going to be all right? Did Mike hurt you? No. I just, he's fine. He's just a bit tired. He's had a trying day. I'm telling you, baby, I didn't do nothing to him. You know, 
You could learn a lot from Frank. He's a real gentleman. What? Look at him. Yeah, he's cute. Cool. Dig. It's our masked madman. Our ashtray runneth over. Let's get him. The street beat beatniks are hard to shake off, like a booger on your finger. Frank, I'll meet you back at the lab. What's become of them? They've changed, mutating, that goop stuff. Stop them. Forget it. Step aside. We just want costume boy. This'll slow you down. Ooch. As Frank goes running off, Beatnik's chasing an away. Joe, why do you mess with that Frank? He's a loser. If it wasn't for you, he probably wouldn't even change his clothes. Why do you bother? Why? He's everything. So Frank goes running off, being chased by a beatniks, goes through an old wooden fence, up to an old haunted-looking mansion-type building that's all boarded up, abandoned-looking. Goes running through it as he's being chased by the beatniks. Man, oh man. I ran for a good 20 blocks with those mutant beat street beatniks keeping tight on my heels. They were faster, stronger, and even nastier. I was going to need some help. Marie! Warren! Have you made it to Snap City? Zone me in! Find me! Hurry! Back off! Or I'm going to hurt you. I said, back off, as he's telling the beatniks as they're chasing him up the stairs. Eek! I can't stand him. Let's see him shoot through this, as they grab a metal panel. Go running up the stairs, as Frank busts through the door into the roof. Oh boy. Nowhere to run, daddy-o. Time for fun, Daddy-O. You're all done, Daddy-O. Kerouac, you're not. As Frank grabs his gun and shoots his little disc ammunition at their little metal, basically metal shield that they're using. Out of ammo and out of room. You should be ashamed making a toy such a nasty weapon as they throw the metal panel at Frank and knock him off the roof. And he goes falling. Hello, Oblivion! As Frank goes falling off the roof. It's like I used to have those little disc guns and the rubber pellet BB guns. And we'd sit down here in this basement. And when I cleaned up the basement, I found some of the 
pellets in the discs, but not the guns. Actually, I think I did find one of the disc guns, but it, the trigger was broke, so it wouldn't shoot the discs anymore. But, uh, yeah, we'd sit down here, me and the friends, have BB gun style fights with the rubber pellet guns and the disc guns. Hide behind all our things, build our little forts, and <laughs> yeah, it was a fun childhood. And we grew up a little and started using BB gun, BB guns, shooting each other outside. <laughs> Amazingly, didn't injure anybody. As Frank falls, Marie and Warren show up. They try and grab a hold of Frank, but he's a little too heavy as he's falling. Marie, Warren, thank goodness, but I'm too heavy. As he smashes into a beautiful looking older car and crushes the roof and rolls off it. Scotty, is the foil off the TV dinner? As he's all dazed and confused when he's trying to get to his feet. And he looks up with a nice little hand symbol up to the beatniks. Yeah! As they throw something from the roof. And Marie grabs hold of it from the air and tosses it back and hits one of the beatniks. Nice toss, Marie. And then, all of a sudden, the big alien appears and starts going towards Frank. Sputtering some weird language. Some weird words and letters. Cause of buzz. He ho Kazabuzz Gunkum King Gibu Nizabuzz and Whoa Let's get out of here guys as Frank and Warren grab Frank and pull him away as Frank just and Marie and Warren keep running off, flying off. This big blue tentacle looking thing keeps trying to grab him or knock him down. Hey! Frank says as he jumps over it. And they keep running towards the subway type area as they're still getting chased by the beast whoop it up burp head for the transit underground there's a motor router tunnel down there I'll call Dr. Flem to send us the motor router rocket oh no I've lost the com talkie as they go running down into the tunnels, the transit tunnels, tunnels underground. Huff. Dr. Flem is going to kill me if this thing doesn't get me. First. Now, where's that secret entrance? In here, Warren. Huff. Close the door, quick! Push! You don't think it can get in here, do you? 
Ah, as one tentacle sneaks in, and Marie and Warren beat it off with a stick and send it back out the door. And they get the door slammed shut. Frank slams it shut. Whew! You'll never get through now. I hope. You two okay? Let's get to the biofire place. Tis, uh, banging against the door. It was pretty darn upset. The door was holding, but it was the wall. It was worried about, or I was worried about. Was it from the vehicle that crashed or from somewhere else? Flipping over to the next page. <clears throat> Looks like they got on the tramway on their little device and rocket shipped it over back to Dr. Flem's pad where they got the main rocket ship that the beast is trying to find, I assume. Even though I was familiar with the secret motor router tunnels, heck, I helped build them. I still lost my way a few times, so they must have ran all the way back since they didn't get a hold of the doctor and they didn't get the rocket ship. They must have just ran through the tunnels. What a relief when I finally made it into Biofard's basement. Joe was already there. I could sense her. Smell her. Ah, I was wondering how Joe got here so fast the first time I read this story. So this makes sense. They wouldn't have been in the rocket ship. They would have had to run through the tunnels. And Joe would have got there faster. So that, that helps a little bit having to read it a second time. Alright. I heard the entry alarm. I knew it had to be you. Joe, we saw that thing again. Do you think it came from that ship? If it did... It sealed it up after getting out because Dr. Gale and Dr. Flem are still trying to get inside it. Are they out back? Yeah. Um, hello. As they go walking into the back area, which is a complete mess full of all kinds of robots and parts and stuff. Frank, you're just in time. We've been calling you. Why haven't you answered? I lost my calm talkie. I'm really, really sorry. Well, this isn't the time for lectures on being responsible. Drat, if only Bonnie didn't have to stay in Buzztown. I think she'd find all this extremely interesting. This vehicle is brilliantly designed. This vehicle is certainly capable of intergalactic travel. I believe you're right. It is a spaceship. New it. New it. <laughs> Franken. Joe say at the same time. Watch this. This is a high beam welding laser. I've got it turned up to full strength. Now look at the surface. 
Not a mark. It's not even warm. The strength of that beam would have melted through a tank. It's only an alloy completely unknown to this planet. Even the glass is completely alien and uncuttable. Then how are you going to get inside? Gail noticed these markings. As soon as we conquered that, they were electronic locks. We began to decipher decipher their sequences. Last one. Entree. Ginchy, Joe says. <laughs> As they open the door to the spaceship, they go walking in. Sorry about this. I got to cough and take a swig. <clears throat> Throat is very raspy from the first reading. It's kind of hard to do Dr. Flem's raspy voice, especially over and over. So here we go. They're inside the spaceship. What's going to happen? After you. Thank you. This is thrilling. Yeah. I'm all tingly. Hmm. Hmm. This is curious. As some ball-looking thing comes towards him and then turns into an eyeball, zaps them and kind of like x-rays their body and just fries them and drops them to the ground. All four of them. Interesting, because the first time I seen this, I did not see this figure illuminating in the background. And it's almost like that figure is a figure at the bottom of the page with gloves on that I thought was possibly Frank, but that's a different character. See, it's good to read stuff twice. I'm learning more of this this time around so no one was moving i'm not sure what stung us it put the others out instantly i struggled to keep my senses owie it wasn't that i was hurt i just felt lumpy like an old beanbag chair joe he appeared then he drug off Joe and Dr. Gale. Gale. Then he took Dr. Flem. No! Everything got warm and fuzzy. I don't remember being touched when it came back for me. It was creepy and all, but I wasn't scared. I must have lost it then. Dreamland. As Frank's Showing flying off in the rocket ship as the character's trying to grab him. So he must be in some type of interesting dream world. But I didn't dream. At least I don't remember dreaming. What seemed like a split second later. I was suddenly quite alert. Rise and shine. 
I am mine. Will you be my friend? And that leaves us at the end of that storyline with coming up next is Mott meets the Xbots. Then we get a beautiful all red cover page after that. And another interesting pinup page by Michael Fife and Michael Allred. On the page after that has tons of cool characters. I mean, we're talking tons of the Marvel characters. I see the Rocketeer. I see Spawn. I see Concrete. I see Savage Dragon, Hellboy. I mean, there's just so many. All right. They even have milk and cheese in here. It's awesome. They got bone. They got the tons of characters that from comics and comics past, comics present, and comics past. But thankfully, we finished this off a little bit faster than the first time around. So we actually didn't because we were risking running out of time the first time through. And then, of course, we lost the whole episode because it, stupid internet left and we lost everything. But we will be starting out with Deuce Ex Mechana next time. Next Monday, maybe? Or the Monday after that. But I'm not promising next Monday, though. I will try and do a pre-record and get it out still, but just in case I don't, at least you know why. And we can close the book there. And we're done. We're still halfway through the book, roughly. And we do have a little bonus comic to talk about. Which actually, I think I can get it in here yet. I still got a couple minutes left. I don't think I need to worry too much. Because it's not long-winded or anything. This is the excellent number two. I was thinking it was number three. I thought I read two of these already. But this is by Peter Milligan, Michael Allred, and Laura Allred. It's... We'll read the synopsis. They they lived, they loved. They fought and they died. A lot. The mutant team known as Ecstatics rose to celebrity acclaim by showcasing their death-defying missions to the adoring public. But after many missions and many replacement teammates, the team disbanded, never to be heard from again. That is, until the daughter of former member You Go Girl, Katie Jones, manifested teleportation abilities that attracted not just the survivors of ecstatics, but also a new team of young eccentric mutants called the Excellent. Previously, the Excellent stepped into the public eye with a bang as they crashed every glamorous and not-so-glamorous event 
they could find in the hope of gaining a mass following. But the ecstatics were not about to share the spotlight and jumped into action to stop them. The ecstatics quickly learned the hard way that the excellent were not to be messed with, as Vivisector took a devastating hit. Now the teams reconvene to coordinate their next plan of attack. New Blood, New World, Part 2. This pretty much shows us more of the the Zeithaus, Zeitgeist character, uh, a lot of the Excellence characters. And they're still really shitty to each other and stuff. So it, it's like I have no real interest in these characters at all still. There are only two issues and I know something, something could happen to pull me into it. It's like the ecstatic characters I went back and forth on so many times whether I Liked them and didn't like them, but they would argue back and forth also. But yeah, this one's got some interesting stuff that happens along the way. Dupe has to try and help a couple characters out. Uh, finally gets some dupe time, which is nice. But actually, I'm running out. I'm going to come right back after this with a little bit more. Okay, back to the excellent number two from Marvel Comics. You're talking about the zeitgeist and stuff. This character is just, I don't know, man. Why anybody would want to team up with this guy is beyond me. I'm not really sure why this team decided to form together. But this is... The ecstatics had their own issues to start with, at least the ones I've read so far. And then going into this, it just... Very interesting. I'm not sure what they're get going for here with this whole storyline, but uh, I like a lot of the characters. I want to like I want basically ecstatics and the excellence to. Quit arguing, quit competing, and just join up and have some fun and do some superheroic stuff and kick some ass and stuff, kicking each other's ass. That's my hardest problem with reading this. I was really happy that we were getting a new series out there, and I don't know. It's rough for me. It's a love-hate relationship, man. I just don't know what to do. I love the people working on it. I like some of the characters. I love dupe. Anything dupes in, I'll take. I just don't want such angry eh? people that work together. If you work together, you should not be so damn angry <laughs> with each other. That's my biggest problem, I guess. I'm just, I just turn into a softie in my old age. And that into the whole 
beat the shit out of everybody thing anymore. I'm more with the, hey, why don't we just talk it out? <laughs> hey, really? We got to kill people to get our point across? You can't just find a different means to work together? I don't understand. But for some reason, a lot of people must be really angry. And that's what's inside them, and that's what they're trying to get out. Because I don't know why there's got to be so much anger in the world. <laughs> While I was waiting for the first segment of the podcast to download, I was just going through the day's headlines, doing my bings. You can collect bing points by clicking on things, and then you use those bing points to buy Microsoft stuff and xbox stuff and xbox games and all that for free so if you don't have it get yourself on the bing bing program and you can search and earn and it only takes a few minutes a day to quickly click on enough things to collect your couple hundred points and then you can get bonus points if you have a smartphone so you can do their app also which i don't have a smartphone so i've been missing out on that those extra points for years now, but I've got hundred, probably three hundred dollars worth of Xbox games for free from doing Bing searches. I've gotten Amazon uh, rewards money that I gave to the wife to spend and stuff. You can get gift cards and all that stuff, but yeah. Just clicking through here, and there's a little Jeff Bezos response to Elon Musk's tweet about converting Twitter headquarters into a homeless shelter. <laughs> They're talking about that deal. I know that uh, Musk joined Twitter to an extent, and then it sounded like he backed off it. I don't know what was all going on with that, but something interesting, I'm sure, because there was talks about Elon Musk coming out with his own new social networking platform that kind of worked against the cancel culture, which I'd join up in a heartbeat. You can actually say what you want without being criticized and ridiculed and destroyed for it. Yeah, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be in this stupid-ass cancel culture world. Anything you do, you can be ruined for. It's like you're just a human being. Again, can't we just get along? Uh, Be happy with each other. Let everybody do their thing as long as they don't harm anybody else. If you harm someone else while you're doing it physically, financially, to an extent emotionally, uh, then yeah. You should be punished. Other than that, we could just live together happily. Get along, everybody. Get along, little doggy. But yeah. I just had to bring that up as I was going through the headlines. And then this one poor guy, he spent 46 years in prison for something. He didn't do, got out two years ago, and now he's dead at like 80-some years old. 
It's like, oh man, that just sucks. Screwed by the system again. Haters, man. Haters want to hate, hate, hate. I don't know. I did check out Injustice 2, the video game. I never played the first one. Checking this out. I mean, the characters are kind of cheesy graphic-wise. I and mean, they didn't do good, good finish work on the characters, Batman, Superman. It's like they focus more on the body, lower body, on all the characters than they did the heads and the upper body. But they're lacking. But even though the looks were half-assed, the... There's area transitions you can do, which is awesome. In mid-fight, you can transition to a new area by throwing your enemy through walls and stuff like that, and helicopters, all kinds of cool things. And the fight tutorial is great. That's one thing that I really feel uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and stuff all were lacking. You never had a good fight tutorial that you could actually play through and do a bunch of moves with other characters instead of just doing them in the air like air guitaring it up but air fighting because <laughs> you got no one to compete with and you're just trying to figure out moves but they do a great job with their uh fight tutorial on that so that was a lot of fun I plan on playing a little bit more of it before I get rid of all this Game Pass stuff. But I did get through tutorial and played around for, with it for a little bit. Just, I ain't, didn't go through all see what characters are all in there yet. But it was fun. <clears throat> I will definitely play a little more. And I can't think I did get deeper into Breath Edge. I Finally broke down and bought myself a brand new Xbox controller because my upper trigger, upper left trigger would fall out of the controller. It was busted up and the right uh, thumbstick, it sometimes didn't work direction wise. And then you cannot push it down anymore to do anything. And then that Breath Edge game that I'm loving the most out of all the games so far. I'm at a point where I had to jump over something and I couldn't go beyond. I couldn't do anything else without getting over that stupid thing. And without being able to push down on the right thumbstick, I can't jump. So I'm like, finally, just screw it. I'm just going to... Work out to 50 bucks and get a new controller. It's been, I mean, I've had my old one for <laughs> ever since the Xbox One came out. So I got myself a cool new blue, blue and white one. But happy with that. It's a whole new world when you're gaming with a fresh controller. Uh, trying to think of any other games that I really checked out. There was Into the Pit, which was annoying because every time you die, you go back to the beginning of the pit room, and then you pick whatever door you want to go through and try and get through the whole pit thing. 
And as you build up your powers, when you die, you lose them all. So you got to start fresh each time. And that, that just annoys the hell out of me. It's fun for some mindless gameplay when you're bored. And that way you can start fresh every time if you don't play for like five years. And then you decide to just play it all of a sudden. You don't have to worry about relearning everything where I'm at. Restarting the whole everything, everything after you get really far through the storyline or something. But I can't think if there was any other one. That I checked out recently. They're not clicking. Oh, there is a new one that just came on Game Pass. Can't think of the name. I'll think of it after I play it. But I started playing it and my cat was sleeping. And you happen to swap between playing a, this girl and, and her or and her cat or this, some type of cat. But the cat is very realistic and constantly meows and purrs and stuff. And it just set my cat off. So. <laughs> and I want to play that one with the volume on. So. so I'll have to get back to that. But it is brand new. One of the new games out on. Or no. It's not a new game on Game Pass. It's this month's uh, Xbox Gold one of the two Xbox Gold games that he hit this month. So, check that if you have Xbox Gold. Don't forget your two games every 15 days for free. So, I can't remember what the other one was. I know there just was some type of like Power League soccer one last month. Uh, some type of medieval style game or something like that. Hmm. Might be Hades, might be the one that's the other one this month. But yeah, don't forget your games, but check out the one with the girl and the cat. It's looks like a ton of fun. Can't wait to play it, but I got to play it when I'm not going to piss off my cat. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I guess that's pretty good. And is there anything else about the Comic Con? <clears throat> it was fun. It was great meeting Art Baltazar. Uh, ran into a friend we knew that was going there. We just happened to click up right around the same time by Art Baltazar's table. Ran into each other, everybody there all at the same time, which is nice. Uh, got some really cool little quick drawings from Art, but stubborn little shit <laughs> gave us a few things for free and it's like it's like no take our money damn it <laughs> take our money Baltazar <laughs> we're supporting you damn it <laughs> but uh yeah it was awesome meeting him it was fun getting his permission to do some oh yeah reading in the future that's gonna be a lot of fun can't wait uh and I think me and the wife if they do a Cray Babies release down in Skokie, I think we're going to go to that after we heard how it went. With a friend going down for the Abraham Linkage release party, and how it's only like an hour and a half away. I thought it was way further than that. So, yeah, I could see doing that. It might be a bitch driving home because it's like I walked all the way through the comic convention. I wanted, I 
usually I walk through, get it, glance, figure out where I want to come back to, and I stuff I wanted to go back to, and I just, I was burnt three quarters of the way of going through it. So we went and hit Art the last two rows and hit Art up one more time, said bye to him, and then we just headed out. We screwed it up all together. We didn't, we weren't smart about it. I didn't bring a rolling suitcase doing that next time. Uh, the scene, our buddy, when he came, he had a backpack. Didn't even think about it. I got a backpack that's also got rollers on it and a handle, extension handle. So that thing's perfect. And I never think of using it. I bought it and never got used the thing once in my life, I don't think. Uh, and then carrying the comics, the posters, the games, and your hands are, both of your hands are full and you're constantly swapping stuff to try and look at stuff. And I didn't even think about it. If I would have been smart, I would have said, hey, Art, would you like my wife to sit with you? He had an extra chair there. Would you like her to sit with you, shoot shit with you? While I go and look through a few boxes for a little bit and come back. And then we could have also offered to sit at his table for a little bit and take care of things. I know all his stuff. I've read 90% of his stuff. So, uh, I could easily talk about anything and promote anything of his, but, uh, yeah, we could, uh, could have let him walk around the con for a bit if he wanted to check out some things. Cause there were some Migo stuff. But I noticed that he might've been interested in stuff. So, <clears throat> that would have been a smart thing to do too. Instead, we went and sat over at a table, and I stupidly didn't bring a small bottle of water with me just in case I had any uh, MS hugs and stuff, which tend to happen to me when I'm out and about. And the wife had to sit in line for a while and to get a five dot four dollar and fifty cent bottle of water which hey i'm promoting the thing so oh well but it's like jesus people and you can charge 250 and you're making a buck and a half per bottle i mean <laughs> minimum I mean, if not more I mean, you can get four pack four cases of bottles for really cheap nowadays uh but yeah, Denny and Click, my stupid brain wasn't working that way. Should have done that. I know Bart, Bart, sorry, Art. I've said that like a few times this week. I keep saying Bart for some reason. Uh, Art and Shelly would have got along great for just socializing, talking together. And then. I know I missed out on some things I wanted to go back and look at, but we did get a good little pile of art and comics and Shelly got some other little gifty style things and stuff and trinket thingies. So it was a fun time and there's some other upcoming cons around that area that will be happening over the next couple months that we'll be checking out and I'm sure a lot of those vendors will be back. Uh, I did get a four-issue original run from a Chicago writer-artist 
which was a killer deal. I got four comics, I think, two po- big posters, uh, and something else for 20 bucks. But I told him I'd review on the pod and uh, tag him when I do. And then I didn't see someone else that was the original artist I expect to see there. Uh, the Fair Fight crew, I thought. Maybe Tyree Pope in the game. Uda. Tyree Pope third. Might have been there, but he wasn't. Uh, but it was still a decent con. It was half the building that we used to go to for Roman Jarama and stuff like that and different events. And they'd have the two sides. It seems like they uh, completely remodeled that building and they opened it up quite a bit, made it bigger and way better. But yeah, it was a good layout. Lots of tables, lots of room, uh, lots of space. You're not fighting with people to walk down the aisles like you used to back in the Rumadurama days. Uh, the place was more packed and smaller back then. And the parking was close, and I took handicap, but I didn't need to because there was enough parking right there in an extra block. And it's right by the door where you walk in to go into the main building, so that was nice. Downfall was I heard that they didn't, I didn't see no promotion for Art Vault Bazaar other than through him, his site. the con itself did not promote, which I thought was really stupid. Uh, I think they lost out on that. That would have brought more people, I guarantee. If there would have been more promotion for that, and uh, people got bounced around repetitively instead of them knowing where everybody is going to go, where they are going to set up. It's like, I would have put art right in the center. The center row is the widest row. I would have had them right there. Right when you walk in. Well, not right when you walk in. I would have probably put them halfway down. Just so you could have... Wouldn't have people blocking up the front entrance way and stuff. But yeah, I think they missed out on that. And they did a pretty shoddy job on setting that up so if i hear that's coming up again i'm gonna make some comments and make sure certain heads of the organization do know the way to do things i set up a lot of venues over the years with our restaurant catering businesses and stuff so i know who to contact who to set up i mean that was another thing i don't know if they have vendors rights with the uh, little uh, concession table. But usually back in the Rummagerama days, I keep going back to Rummagerama because I just love that because that was my, the greatest thing. When I was an itty-bitty kid, I walked in around one of the early Rummageramas and I went up to this comic book guy and he gave me a paper grocery bag packed full of comics i think i got it for like it was 10 to 20 bucks it was really cheap 
And he just, he, I was totally into it, shooting shit with him, just having him blast. He gave me that big bag of comics, and I got home and opened it up and went through it. And, yeah, you had some rough ones, some that didn't have covers, and some that were well-worn, but they're old. <laughs> they're the old 15, 25 centers and stuff. Sadly, I don't even know what happened to them. They got rid of them really cheap. I think I sold all those to the person who I ended up getting a lot of comic stuff back from. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome as a kid when I got home and just had this huge bag full of comics. I mean, Christ, there had to be a who knows, probably a good 60 to, somewhere between 60 to 100 comics in there, I would think. But it was just packed to the top, all the way up, far enough where you could just put a couple staples in it and seal the lips so I couldn't look at what I was buying. Just told me it was worth it. Gave it to me and took it home, and I was super happy, and I wish I would have had the opportunity to buy more of those, but that's the only one he put together but like damn back then i was like oh my god i want to start my own comic book store give me them all but yeah that was awesome i totally forgot what i was talking oh yeah the con <laughs> but yeah if i hear of another one coming up i'm gonna definitely get a hold of the venue and talk to the people and let them know hey these few things could be done you could spice it up big time i mean put in two or three other food drink vendors. There was one in the back and one in the front, but I think they were connected. It seemed like they are the same company, but I could be wrong. But there's lots of little things that you can do to make those venues way smoother for the people coming in and setting up and easier for and more interesting for others to come and set up because they could have easily doubled what they had there. But Oh, yeah, it was a good time. Glad I went. First time I've been to an event in forever. So all this events and movies and all this shit is making me want to get out and do more and more. And I'm going to keep trying and see what happens until my body quits. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to end it here. I've been jib jibber-jabbering for a while now. So be good to yourself. Stay ginchy. Uh, be good to others. Don't fight. Get along. Someone's pissy. Just walk away. Ignore them. Eventually they'll realize all they're doing is bitching to themselves. <laughs> no one's listening anymore. So maybe then they'll shut up. Yeah. Do that. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull of MS. I really hope someday we get Under the Cull back. And I don't know. Maybe if I get this video stuff up, maybe I can get people to get back to doing our video things too. Who knows? I just hate, I just feel like I'm taking everything over and out. <laughs> I just want the gang back together. Just things running like they were and with new things too <laughs> let's expand
Let's make the Crimson Empire. <laughs> All right. Just uh, rattling. Be good. We'll be back to you again soon. Bye.